This is Pink Media. Hey y'all, and welcome back to another short score, where my good friend and I break down the music in our favorite films. I'm Brian. And I'm Anthony. And today, we're going to be talking about the 2010 movie Inception, featuring a score by composer Hans Zimmer. What do you say? Let's get into it. So, Anthony, you had not seen this movie before I asked you to watch it for short score. Am I correct? That is correct. I have I had never seen it before. I'd always heard of it and I've heard of like, oh my gosh, that's like I was incepted, but I've never like seen the movie, so I had no idea what it meant. I love people saying that they've been incepted, but okay. Um so I'll, you know, I, I talked about this on, on Gene Picks. This was a Gene Pick for our heist month. Um, I think that this is my favorite movie to date that I've ever seen. Um, it's one that I, I've gone back to a number of times. I've watched it and it never really gets old. And it's actually kind of one of those where every time you watch it, you kind of get something else out because this movie has essentially all of my favorite elements in a movie. It's got the really complex plot. It's a thinker. Um, you know, you have this really nice cliffhanger ending. And you also have uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt in a tuxedo. So, I mean, really, what's what's wrong with it, honestly? Yeah, I so I think for the exact same reasons you love it, I I I liked it a lot. But because it's so dense, yes. I would need I need to go back and watch it again sometime. And just like so, I was watching, of course, with short score in mind. So you know, I was mm-hmm. thinking a lot about sound and and music and whatnot. And so. Um, I want to go back and watch it and like just for the entertainment value and see yeah. if I can, cause I still have no idea what happened at the end. So, well, so that's part of it, right? I mean, the ending is, is a cliffhanger for a reason. Um, and I think everyone has a different perspective on what they think actually happened. Me personally, I think he was not in the dream still just because it wavers a little bit at the end, but I know my brothers on uh, on Gene Picks, they were, I think, very much of the mind that he was still in the dream. And um, they made some really good points about it, about like the kids and all and all that thing. But, um, you know, I, I think that they he was out of the dream. I think that it was kind of that whole thing. But that's the whole that's the fun of a cliffhanger. Yeah, I agree. And I, you know, I definitely did the thing where uh, the movie finished. I had no idea what the hell just happened. And so. I immediately hopped on the interwebs and yeah. started going down the rabbit hole. And I think I'm with your brothers in that he was still in the dream, but um, yeah, who well, knows? Anyway, we should, but I'm yeah, like, we should. it, this is a very serious like heist movie and it's like very dense and thick and I dig it. Like I totally get why you like it. I'm like, I you, have you all recorded oceans 11 yet? No, not yet. Okay, so like Very that silly. is my heist movie right there. Like yeah. just fun, playful, you know, you don't know what's happening, but you think you do until the end and then it's all revealed. So like, but this was this movie was very enjoyable for me. So Hans Zimmer, I actually, you know, he's a pretty big name in terms of film composers these days. Um, he's done a lot, but really... I don't know that much about him as a person and his career. I mean, I know his movies he's done, but I don't know a lot about his, you know, him as a person. 
Yeah, um, well, I mean, he's originally from Germany. I I don't know if you've noticed the trend, but it seems like a lot of our our short score picks on composers are European born. Um, I think there's more to unpack there. Oh, uh, wow. I but, actually have not noticed, but maybe yeah, we just like I, that kind know, of European sound. Like maybe J- James Horner is probably the only one that was born in the States that we've talked about so far. John Williams, um, was he born but, in the States? Oh, and John Williams, of course. Duh. Yeah. Yeah, Whatever. those two. All right. So the two just, heavy, like two of the heavy him. hitters. Yeah, just, right, yes. just John Williams. <laughs> <laughs> um, fun fact, I, speaking of John Williams, and not to digress too much here, but I just found out that one of our trumpet professors at U of I, like, played under John Williams in the Boston Pops. And is this Duval? Like, he, like, yeah, Duval. Uh, oh, my God. He, like, knew him by name. Like, oh, Charles, my good man. Oh, yeah. my good Lord. Uh, well, yes. So. Um, anyway, so we digress. Back to Hans Zimmer. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, he's he's a heavy hitter. He's the the head of the film music division at DreamWorks. Okay. Um, and he's, you know, he's known um, in the industry mainly for how he integrates electronics with, like, traditional orchestral sounds. Um, Inception was a great, um, uh, a great example of that. Exactly. Um, but uh, there are many other examples of how he, how he, how he does that. So... Mm-hmm um batman begins the the batman trilogy the christopher nolan batman trilogy is another great example of how he incorporates like electronics with uh traditional orchestral sounds and i like that score quite a bit actually i'm a very big fan of that score yeah i i'm i'm a little hit or miss with Hans zimmer's music um there's some of it that i just adore um mm-hmm. and then there's others that kind of miss the mark for me um but um overall you know i i he's definitely very talented um, oh, of course and yeah no for sure so he's um, he has a few yeah yeah I, you know he's kind of it, this is the like the way the industry has gone is that you know with the the introduction of digital music and midi and and mm-hmm. all that um you know it's just it's the the ways of john williams and james horner and all them that you know have come before it's it's just different now and so the, the integration of electronics um and orchestral sounds um, it's just a new way of doing things and it, it's hip. I, you know, I, I, I don't hate it. Yeah. Well, I mean, let's, let's just kind of like pull back 10,000 feet really quick and, and look at our overall philosophies of film scoring, because if I had to pin you, I would pin you as kind of a more classical scoring bitch. Like you like the nice symphonic sounds and not to say that that's narrow where you wouldn't like these kind of sound, but I do grab it. I like, don't get me wrong. I love a symphonic moment, but I kind of gravitate more towards these kind of like edgy, um, I like electronic elements in, in the scoring and stuff like that. So am I correct in that in, in what I'm saying here? Yeah, I think so. It sounds, you know, it. I very much love like a singable melody and mm-hmm. themes, you know, like that whole like light motive thing that we talked about with John Williams, um, yeah. which, you know, Hans Zimmer does as well. You know, like, uh, for instance, Pirates of the Caribbean. Um, yeah. Very much. He has like very singable melodies in that. It's fun. It's playful. I think that also plays into the the theme of the movie um mm-hmm. you know hans zimmer did the lion king which um, i, I love no that idea soundtrack about. like yeah, he it, did the original one so good oh yeah like back in the day yeah oh my gosh see i again i don't know i don't know about this man because i had no freaking idea because that is iconic soundtrack iconic oh yeah big time and i you know he didn't 
he didn't do necessarily like the big numbers, you know, like I just can't wait to be king and whatnot. Um, a lot of those were, um, I think that was what Elton John that was on that album. Mm-hmm. Is that, am I right there? He was um, on Tarzan, I think, but, or not Elton John. Uh, not Elton John. That's Phil. You're thinking of Phil Collins. Yeah, Phil Collins. Oh my God. Yes. Um, uh, but did he do like King of Pride Rock, your which is there. the best? I know, right? Uh, did yeah. he do like King of Pride Rock, which is like the, yes. that is the piece for me in that movie. That is the one. One. I, I absolutely agree. I absolutely yeah. agree. Um, as a matter so of fact, good. when I think of Lion King, I think of like King of Pride Rock and him you know, yeah. kind of walking through, um, walking through the grass with the, like the ghost of his father, yeah. um, and realizing what he has to do like that. It's just, it's just special. And the, the music for that is just, just beautiful. incredible. Beautiful, beautiful. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, so, I mean, he has many notable collaborations. He's collaborated with Ridley Scott, with Ron mm-hmm. Howard, Michael Bay, um, Guy Ritchie. We said Mike, uh, Christopher Nolan before that um and then so he's worked you know, with some like pretty high up people i mean those are yeah those are he's, well known. he's a big name you know yeah. i i haven't gone through and looked i'm curious how many of these um uh directors have movies that were released by dreamworks or uh, and whatnot um with him being specifically related to Dream, dreamworks i'm well, sure that, likely um, yeah there's a there's some sort of connection there um, uh-huh. and then in, in terms of of uh other movies he's done you know like we said we uh we already mentioned uh lion king we mentioned the batman begins um or the batman uh trilogy that christopher nolan did um mm-hmm. he did batman v superman that train wreck of a movie Never um seen it. it's not good yeah okay. i'll, 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 I'll that, give that one so. a pass yeah um he did a couple of tracks on cool runnings do you remember that movie of course I remember that movie, which I of think is course. hilarious because I would never think of him in that movie being within 10,000 miles of each other. So that's yeah, yeah, agree. <laughs> um, but he did like Gladiator. What an iconic film. Oh my God. And that score again is actually very well, very well done. Like that's a nice score. Uh, it's kind of got that. It's very, um, it's just like cavernous. It's like a big score, right? There's a lot of big moments, yeah. like swelling moments. So I love that score quite a bit. I'm actually very familiar with that well, score. And I think that goes back to, you know, like, like I said before, I like uh, singable melodies and themes and all that uh-huh. other stuff. I think you're more of a soundscape person. Yeah. Oh, I'm all about mm-hmm. like concept and like, I like that kind of stuff. Maybe that comes from like my color guard and winter guard background but i'm all about how could i conceptualize this visually so like that's why i think i like those kinds of things have you um have you seen blade runner 2049 no okay i think you would love the score on like i hated the score for that because it's just all like pulsating soundscape oh which Um, i love that stuff but i bet you you would love it i have a feeling you would actually love it yeah yeah so um, getting back to, to Zimmer though, he does have, um, well, first of all, we have to mention, I didn't realize this and I have to mention he did the music for Prince of Egypt. Oh, who knew? Like surprisingly, I had no idea. Like I, th- I think of what's that iconic Mariah Carey song. Uh, I know what you're talking about, but I'm not gonna be able to name it right now. Honestly, uh, it has to do with miracles. That's all I remember. Like, da, yeah. da, 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 da. There's no way I'll be able to think of that right now. If you believe, if you believe. Yeah, there you go. Um, yeah, so singing. Hello. Oh, hello. Um, and he has a couple of new, uh, a couple of films coming up um, that are that are going to be released. Um, the mm-hmm. two specifically that uh, I want to mention are uh, kind of throwbacks in a way, too. He's doing the new Top Gun movie. 
um, yeah. called uh, I mean, Top Gun Maverick. I'm excited about that. Um, I didn't even know they were making one. So oh yeah, I like. I'm saw assuming it on, on Tom Cruise is going to be in it. So probably. Yeah. Well, you know, problematic I'm character. Sure, it'll be great. Yeah. Um, and then uh, they're doing another. I had no idea this was happening. They're doing another Space Jam. Okay. Is is that too much? Is my question. For you. <laughs> because I don't know. I, I think it's Space called Jam... a new legacy, so it you know it's going to be good. I'm sure it is a new legacy, but listen, I think they really exhausted Space Jam with Space Jam, which was great. Don't get me wrong; I love Space Jam growing up, but I'm just I'm not here for you know resurrecting that after what 25 years. Like I don't know how many yeah, years well, it's been, but I think we listen. Should just... The same could be said about Top Gun. True. Yeah, you're right. I mean, that you're very much right there. I, I'm not a big fan of like sequels after a long time in general. I don't like revivals. So yeah. um, unless it's like a, a revival and like a modernization of the same plot, I'm like, that's only works sometimes, but it can work sometimes. So that's the difference there. Yeah. But no, I, I you know, I digress off that. But looking so looking at these film scores, these notable ones he's done, the man has range, really, when you think about it. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, there are a lot of different sounds and like you said soundscapes versus this more symphonic and singable medley or melody uh tune because there there's especially when you look at inception versus like the lion king you know those are mm-hmm. way different soundtracks right there's nothing very really that different similar there so um that's that's always very cool there you know surprisingly for um, all of the incredible scores that he has done, you know, Gladiator, Pirates of the Caribbean, the Batman films. Um, he really, he only has one Oscar win um, for best original score. Um, That's interesting. Any guesses on which of those it is? Well, so if I had to guess, I, I think I'm a little biased on like the newer movies because I mean, some of these Lion King, I was young when I liked mm-hmm. it, of course it's a Disney movie, but I think it came out. I don't, maybe even before I was born. 95. Oh, okay. So I was born, but I was four years old. Yeah. But like, if I had to guess, I would probably say Pirates of the Caribbean, Caribbean, because Mm -hmm. that was a sensational movie. Interstellar was pretty sensational. The music on that, I know the soundtrack. It was actually in one of my Winter Guard soundtracks I performed to. I wasn't as impressed with it, to be honest with you. Um, So Mm -hmm. I'm going to say either Pirates or Lion King. And it, it's Lion King. Yeah, you okay. nailed it on that. There we so, go. That makes sense. I thought it was interesting that, you know, he has all of those iconic wins. And he, you know, he has other other awards. But in terms of um, of Oscars, he's only got the one. Um, he doesn't have any Grammys, but he had a couple of, he had four Grammy nominations and uh, um, uh, 11 total Oscar nominations, including the one win um, yeah. for Lion King. But um, his nominations were... Um, you know, in- included Gladiator, included Interstellar, Prince of Egypt, and uh, he was actually nominated for Inception, which lost to one of your your brother's favorite movies, The Social Network. Yeah, which they literally they will not stop hounding us to watch and cover on Short Score. So maybe we uh, should commit to that. But yeah, I mean, well, it's another Atticus Ross and Trent Reznor um, of Soul, Soul fame. Yeah, which just Soul won. Did, I was gonna say Soul did really well. Yeah, it was that Golden Globes, and uh, I didn't pay attention to if it won a Grammy or not. But, I think it uh, did. I'm pretty sure yeah, it did. I wouldn't be surprised. So For those of you John listening Baptiste later on, this is 2021. Killing. We're in 2021 right now, so that's what we're talking about. Yeah. But um, yeah, Soul, I mean, we talked about it, girl. We talked about it. That movie's great. Yeah. It's a, I would watch it's it if movie. that was like the same idea. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Agreed. 
Um, and then, you know, for just to, to round out the awards here, there was a couple of interesting ones that I found. Um, so he has his star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Oh. Um, that happened in 2010. Mm-hmm. Um, in 2019, he was inducted into the uh, as a Disney legend. What does that uh, even mean? I have no idea, but it sounds fancy, and I'm sure you sound... get like Mickey Mouse ears and a lifetime supply of Disney magic. I have no idea. Disney magic. Oh my god, I love that. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Do you get to get like? Do you get to see Walt Disney's frozen body? Is that? I wonder. Or if like... or go in like all those like private things in Disney World that or Disneyland that are like whatever you know there's like all those like all the, the room, secret tunnels these, and everything these rooms and stuff yeah yes. who knows i mean whatever yeah. and then like a good german he got his uh order of merit of the federal republic of german germany whatever the hell that means i don't I'm know sure what it is but it sounds like a big deal so it sounds <laughs> rather big okay. i wonder if it's like what's the equivalent um like the highest honor that a civilian can get here in the united states is that the presidential medal of freedom yeah something like that or metal like that. I wonder if it's like, like, if it's I don't know. like that. So probably sounds like that. I don't know how much so. it is about freedom, but whatever. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, let's... so I don't know what, what were some of your favorite scenes, Brian, to get into the movie now? Well, so I think we should uh, talk about, we're talking about scenes related to music, which I think you're talking about or scenes in general. Yes. For me, I'm going to really throw it all the way to the end because my favorite scene is the buildup into the final scene and the final scene because the yeah. music, that's my favorite piece entitled time. Um, really, really, really awesome piece. Awesome horn presence in that, like just kind of like the, it, toward the end, that whaley horn. And there's kind of the, it's just like really slow and brooding and building. And it just kind of percolates and just gets bigger and bigger and bigger and then drops out in that, in that really nice kind of just sound. I think it's like a, it's like a string, but I think it's played backwards or something. Uh, it's kind mm. of got that weird, like, whip, you know, kind of effect to it. Mm-hmm. So that's my, mm-hmm. uh, of the whole movie, that's my favorite uh, scene in terms of music for sure. Yeah. I, that final scene was substantial to say the yes, least. Absolutely. Um, it was long, um, but I thought it was quite, quite well done. Um, and I thought it was a masterful use of um, ostinato. Mm-hmm. Um, so for Absolutely. those of our listeners that maybe don't know what ostinato is, it's re- a repeated pattern. Um, yeah. and, and so I thought it was really well, uh, really well done um, and good use of that. And I also mm-hmm. thought it was a really um, well done use of layering. Oh, um, yeah. You know, layering different sounds on each other to kind of build, 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 build. Um, so I thought that was really good. Uh, my one of my favorites was the uh, the Mombasa chase scene. Uh huh. Yeah, I thought this was another um, very good use of of ostinato in a different way, but um, but they they still use the same idea. It was it was much simpler, but I liked it. And then I really I actually wrote like very electronic. Oh yeah. Um, so yeah, despite fun. me being more of a traditionalist, I really I dug the electronics there. For sure. So do you think with this kind of ostinato that we see, because it does appear, you know, that technique appears in different ways throughout the film. So do you think he was kind of approaching this score entirety as a kind of uh, study into different ways of using ostinato? Or do you think that was just kind of like the, what happened, or that's kind of his style? Because I don't think thinking about some of his other scores that they're super heavy in this kind of technique. I think that this movie specifically though, really examines different ways of using ostinato. So do you think that was kind of a conceptual thing or there's kind of a result of him doing it throughout the movie or the scoring rather? I mean, I think it was 
conceptual, but I part of me wonders if it was, you know, the movie is a little more heady, mm-hmm. right? Um, and so I wonder if he approached the music uh, in a heady way. And interestingly enough, you know, the music was written simultaneously to the filming, um, which, oh. is, which is different, which is odd. Um, normally what happens is the filming is complete and a rough cut is put together and then that's what the composer composes to. Interesting. Um, and so, you know, I'm curious if because they were happening simultaneously that that influenced how he wrote the music. Well, and I think something... So that kind of puts a thought in my head uh, regarding, you know, the movie is kind of about layers and it's kind of about, you know, this whole multidimensional thing. So maybe that is why there are a lot of layers he plays with in this movie. He kind of, you yeah, know, I, repetition, I but layers that. things on top of it. So it might be actually a lot more conceptual than I thought, which I am fully here for. Cause like I said, I'm all about concept. Like I love that idea of taking a kind of completely, I don't know how to really explain it eloquently, but kind of taking this really metaphorical idea of the movie. That's not really that tangible or not really that, obvious at the you know at the outset of the movie and basing a whole score off of it that's that's very conceptual and that's to me that's like a scoring genius when you can really do that well and if that is what he did great i'm really here for it that's genius if it's just an accident good for him because it's a happy accident it's a it's a bob ross happy little accident yeah no i agree absolutely yeah I always think about, you know, thinking back to like English class in high school and uh-huh. and my teacher would be like, oh, well, you know, the the symbolism here. And then you you go and talk to the author and they're like, hey, if you got that out of it, you know, good for you. Yeah, that is <laughs> that's great. not what I was thinking at all. But bravo. Unintentional yeah. symbolism, our favorite thing. Yes, I love it. All right. So final thoughts on the movie, on the score, on Hans Zimmer himself. What do you think? I I mean, he's clearly an icon. Um, mm-hmm. and you know, while I don't think this is his most inventive score, I think it is a great example of use of ostinato, use of layering and texture. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, like I said, it's not my favorite Zimmer score, but I think it's a very good one. I agree. Um, you know, like I said, I, I'm a huge fan of this movie. I do think that this, uh, score adds to the movie it might not be as substantial a part as many of the other movies we've talked about but there is that kind of really interesting sonic element to the score that i think adds another kind of layer of uh not weirdness but you know it's just it's it's interesting it's not so standard it's it's kind of mimics the movie in in the sense that it's kind of a rough edged you know idea to the movie so i'm a big fan i I, you know i might be a bigger fan because i like the movie so much but I, i like the score quite a bit so I'm happy we did it. You know, I'm happy we looked into Hans Zimmer himself. I'm sure he'll come up again. Um, like I said, he's done, like you said, he's done everything. So I'm sure we'll have to cover him again, but I'm, I'm a big fan. Yeah, I think there's there's several other movies of him that I would love to cover. I, like, I think Pirates is definitely one of them. Gladiator is oh, probably another one. So yeah, um, he, he will definitely come back up. Yeah. All right. Well, that's the short score to Inception. So make sure you rate, review, and subscribe to Gene Picks wherever you listen. And we'll see you next week. Later, y'all. This is Pink Media. All right, let's make sure we're actually recording. Oh, yes, bitch. <clears throat> yes, bitch. Okay. Yes, bitch. Yeah, see, that's the that's like NPR. Welcome back to NPR. Okay. I'm Scott Detrow.
Yeah, I love it when they like really close to the microphone and it's very subtle. Well, Brian, you know, what do you... Today we're having a nice Earl Grey tea. Okay. <laughs> Here we go. I'm just going to keep this in the episode. Fuck it. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> you know what? You should do like a, a little... I'm just going to put it at the very end. I'll just like clip it and just like have an Easter egg at the end. Yes. Okay. Love it. Are you ready? Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay.